0: Hello and welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. And uh, normally, this is an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions. And I think that will still maintain to be true today. But, there's a big caveat, this is not your typical episode of 99 Questions. Obviously, on a normal episode, we interview one person head-to-head, and ask them all of these wonderful 99 questions. But I wanted to do something a little bit differently. So, there is a website called Cameo. uh, cameo Cameo.com, I believe. And what that website lets you do is find celebrities and uh, pay them to have them send a video message to a friend or wish your mom a happy birthday, or give a pep talk to a buddy of yours who's feeling down, or, in this case, answer questions. So, I took the vaunted list of 99 questions, I chopped it down into 33 parts, and sent it out to 33 different celebrities. So, basically what I'm saying is, this episode is an all-celebrity, cameo, spectacular. Sports people, actors, Hollywood stars, theater stars, internet celebrities, anybody across a very wide swath I wanted to get for this episode. And I got them. And I'm so psyched for you guys to hear this. So let's start. So, celebrity number one, answering the first three questions here, this is pretty cool. He is the star of Supernatural, playing Lucifer. He is a star in one of my favorite TV shows ever, Lost, as Jacob. He is in Quantico. He is in 13 Reasons Why, actor extraordinaire, Mark Pellegrino.
1: Bob... What's up, man? It's Mark Pellegrino, aka Jacob from Lost. Thank you so much for being a fan of the show. Got my glasses on. Sorry about that. Um, not in full Jacob mode right now, but I love your questions. I think they're awesome. What is the perfect breakfast? Well, it's a toss up for me. I like the two by two by two from IHOP with whole grain pancakes, turkey bacon, and poached eggs. I love that. Or, a full English breakfast, because none of those things belong on the same plate together, and yet they are fantastic. Who is the coolest dude? Edmond Dantes. I'm assuming I can say a fictional character, (laughs) so I'm saying one. Who's Edmond Dantes? The Count of Monte Cristo. One of the most awesome characters on the planet. And steak, chicken, or fish? Yes. But I'm mostly a pescatarian, but I will eat all of that under the right circumstances. All right, man, you have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. Peace.
0: Jacob from Lost is a pescatarian, and all is right with the world. How cool is that? Moving right along, though. Oh, what's that? What's that sound? Who could celebrity number two be? Oh, my gosh. It's Santa Claus.
2: Hello, it's me. Santa, the big guy, and I'm coming to you live from the North Pole with a very special message for one of my North Pole VIPs. Yes, yes, a very important person in Santa's life. I'm talking to you, Bob Buell, and I am so happy to be on your podcast, 99 Questions. Santa loves you very, very much. Now, the best gift that I have ever gotten was probably my very first bicycle. And of course, it had some training wheels, and I was so excited when I finally got to take those training wheels off, and I could ride my bicycle like a big boy. I never will forget my first bicycle. Now, the best gift that I've ever given would have to be a stove that I delivered to a school orphanage in the Philippines. They were running out of ideas of how to cook and were, they were having to use hot plates at the time. And I found out about it, and it was so gratifying to be able to give them something that they could use and that they could, could, uh, you know, cook all their meals on without all those hot plates spread out everywhere. That was my favorite gift that I've ever given, I think. When I was a kid, the one thing that I wanted to do, so I thought, because I loved Uh, baseball and football and basketball and track, is I had in mind that I was going to be a regional sportscaster for ABC Sports. Can you imagine that, Santa behind the microphone? (laughs) Well, I never got the chance to do that because my... uh, What I wanted to do, you know, my ideas about what I wanted to be when I grow up, uh, it changed. And I really fell in love with making people happy and making toys. And I've been doing it ever since. So those are the three questions. And those are the three answers. Keep up the good work, Bob. We all tune in. Up here at the North Pole whenever we're making toys. It really helps us pass the time to hear your 99 questions. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. ho! <laughs> thanks, Santa. Who knew the
0: elves listen to this show up there? That's, uh, oh, what a day. The next three questions. One of them. Is a fighting question. It only makes sense to get former WWE Intercontinental Champion, WWE Hall of Famer, and wrestling legend Tito Santana.
3: This is WWE Hall of Famer Tito Santana doing a completely different shout-out to Bob Buell. Who Runs Podcast 99 Questions? So he's asking me, what is the biggest animal that I can beat in a fight? Well, I really have never thought about this, but uh, maybe a rabbit? I, 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 kind of fear, I kind of fear wild animals. You know, they scare me, especially squirrels. Uh, who is someone that I look up to? I guess I can say that I look up to probably my youngest son, my middle son, and my oldest son, who have been very successful, and they seem to always do the right things. What is the first album? I don't remember the title of it, but I know it was Leonard Skinnerd. Uh, when I was in my early twenties, uh, I was a little boring. Uh, But I want to thank you for asking me to do a shout-out for your podcast. You take care of yourself. Arriba!
0: Mr. Santana, you are not in the least boring. Absolutely amazing. Moving on, the next three questions. Answered. Might recognize her. As a former deal-or-no-deal no deal model, holding case number 25, she has moved on to wonderful things in the acting world. She is an actress in the NBC show AP Bio, the movie Hancock, in the TV show Adam Ruins Everything. This is Haley Marie Norman.
4: Hi, Bob. Thank you so much for booking me. Awesome about your podcast, 99 Questions. Here are the three answers to three questions. My go-to karaoke song is literally anything by the Spice Girls. The last song I listened to was a song called Shotzi by the band Otis. And the band or music artist that I want to hear more from is also the same band, Otis, O-H-T-I-S, hailing from Normal, Illinois. They were actually featured on BBC Music 6 today. Their song, Shotzi, was the song of the day. Uh, They just released an LP on Saddle Creek Records. And full disclosure, I am married to the lead singer. (laughs) So go check them out. And thank you again, Bob.
0: No, thank you, Haley. Next up. You ever heard of the band One Direction? You know, the biggest pop band in the world a couple years ago? Uh, yeah, here's their drummer, Josh Devine.
5: What's up, Bob? Josh Devine here. Right, love this. Got some questions. What song brings out the most emotion out of me? Um, I'd say Shout by Tears for Fears. Old school. Um, it just makes me feel so happy. It reminds me of being a kid. Um even though i was born in the 90s and i know that song came out before that it was you know my dad would listen to it my parents would listen to it and yeah just brings me joy weirdly it just transports me straight back to good times uh, my favorite music video is definitely freak on a leash by corn um starts off all cartoony you know like a um like a drawn cartoon and then police officer falls a bullet shoots out of this cartoon poster and then goes through the real world and smashes through a load of stuff. It's a, it was an amazing video. I remember when I first saw it, when it first came out and I was like, what is this? Incredible. Uh, and the last question, you got a million dollars. I have to donate it all to charity. Which charity? It would be to food for the hungry for the amazing work they do with a village that, uh, I already sponsor and, um, donate towards and uh, they've got a beautiful um, huge program right now getting a load of children and family sponsored out there in Rwanda. So I would say definitely food for the hungry. Thank you so much uh, for the questions. Nice one. Take care.
0: What a guy. What a guy. And who knew One Direction loved Freak on a Leash. Fantastic. Next up, Singer, and Broadway actress. You might have seen her in Lion King, Jesus Christ Superstar, or Chicago. Here's Lana Gordon.
4: Hi, Bob. So my favorite holiday is Christmas. My oh. favorite go-to drink at a coffee shop is matcha latte with oatly milk and gray, G-R-A-Y.
0: I love it. Definitive, to the point. Thank you, Lana. Next up, you might remember her from your childhood, if you are a similar age to me. The host of Nickelodeon's Figure It Out and Olympic gold medal winner. Here's Summer Sanders.
4: Bob Buell is a big fan of Figure It Out. I appreciate that. I hope it's more than just the slime. I think it is. I think it's everything about that show. It was so creative and spontaneous and the kids were so cool and the panelists were unbelievable and the slime was really, really cold and green and all that great stuff. And then of course there's Lori Beth and Dan- Danny Tamborelli, and you know everything. But okay, Bob is asking me three questions. I'm on Cameo asking celebrities three random questions each for my podcast, 99 questions. So number one, what's your prized possession? What is my? Well, I mean, I could say my Olympic medals. I got really crushed when I thought I had lost them. I have other prized possessions, but I think that those four medals, if I lost them, I'd be really sad. And I almost did uh, about a year and a half ago. So my prized possessions are my four Olympic medals, two golds, a silver, and a bronze. Am I competitive? That's question number two. Yes. But I've gotten much more mellow in my middle age years. I am 48. If you were to ask me in my thirties and late twenties, as I was running through Central Park, whether or not I raced people around the park, I would say, yeah, betcha, I did. But now I just sort of cruise. So I'm competitive, but only to a certain point. Number three, do you consider golf a sport? Oh God, these questions are so awesome. Golf is definitely a skill. And I do believe it's a sport because I like sports that aren't judged. There is a clear winner because there is a score. So, right, if we're if the definition of sport is um, athletic endurance or strength or speed, then golf wouldn't necessarily fall into that category. But if if sport is a skill, which I do believe it is. Um, I love the fact that golf has a very clear winner. There you go. So, Bob, thanks for the questions. Have fun with your podcast.
0: Summer Sanders. What a treat. What a treat. Oh, my goodness. It is such a shame she's wrong about the golf thing. It's a skill hobby. It's not a sport. But thank you, Summer. Next up, esports commentator. And Caster for the English LPL League of Legends League. It's Rob Dagda Price.
6: Hey Bob, how's it going? Um Sagda here. Unfortunately I don't have my usual setup. I'm actually in the middle of quarantine as I move across from Ireland to Shanghai. So I'm actually in Chengdu at the moment, doing my 14 days. So my setup is a little bit different, but I wanted to try and answer your questions anyway. Um For someone who works in the gaming sphere, I think a lot of people are surprised with the amount of sports that I played, especially growing up. Like I've done everything from Gaelic football and hurling, which is two Irish sports, um, rugby, uh, swimming, uh, taekwondo, karate. My dad was big into surfing and kite surfing, so I did a lot of that growing up as well. So it's kind of been a whole mix of a lot of different things. Um, so definitely, I've been involved in a lot of different sports, and I've loved every minute of it. It's just that when I eventually kind of moved across into esports, a lot of them fell away, um, and I never really got the the chance, especially kind of moving back and forth a lot, to pick up a lot of these sports and kind of keep them going. But certainly, I loved sports growing up as a kid. Um, my favorite sports to watch, probably esports. <laughs> it's kind of my job. Um, so definitely, like League of Legends and that kind of thing. Um, I never really got into watching sports as a whole. And um, unless I had like a couple of friends and stuff that were around and we'd watch like some of the Gaelic football finals and that kind of thing or some of the hurling finals. And um, my dad big into rugby and did a little bit of kite surfing that. So I'd end up like watching bits and pieces here and there with them, but nothing majorly where it'd be like, oh, yeah, I would religiously watch this every weekend, apart from some of the, the sports like Starcraft and League of Legends. And then for your last thing, uh, theme parks, I am a massive Massive fan of theme parks. Anything that gives me an adrenaline rush, I'm 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 all for. So uh, theme parks definitely fall into that mix. Um I know growing up we went to a couple that were in like uh Fort Aventura in Spain and that kind of thing where they had the Dragon Con and those kind of things. But um certainly I've kind of done anything that'll kind of get the heart for jumping. So there's been like theme parks, uh, bungee jumping, uh paragliding, all that end of things. So any of that that kind of end of things I'm 100% for, so um. yeah, hope this helps, if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out I think the podcast is an awesome idea, and I hope you have a great day, catch you later Bob Catch you later Dagda, thanks so much moving right along
0: into 25, 26, and 27 that brings us to another fighting question, and that brings us to one more WWE wrestler former WWE light heavyweight champion, star from the Attitude Era, the one and only, Goldberg.
7: <laughs> What's up, Bob? How you doing? Well, I'm going to answer your three questions. So you want to know if I had a battle royal against nine-year-olds, how many of them could I beat? None, because I would never hurt a nine-year-old. Come on, brother, man, this is Gilbert. I don't beat up on kids, I beat up on men. And number two, what game do you know you can win? Well, me, myself, I would say wrestling, solitary, football, baseball. That's what I can win, brother. And what topic can I talk the most about? I would say football. I love football, baseball, and UFC. Okay? So you talk football, baseball, sorry, wrestling, football, baseball, and UFC, then that's the things I could talk about most. All right, Bob? So you have a good one, brother, from the old Gilbert. I hope that helped, brother.
0: <laughs> what an absolute legend Gilbert is. Oh, I love it so much. Thank you, brother. But we're moving on. Next three questions. You might recognize her as Sam in the 90s teen sitcom, California Dreams, or maybe more recently as the voice actress behind Suki in Avatar The Last Airbender. This is Jenny Kwan.
8: Thank you so much for reaching out to me, and it was really fun to get your questions. I think that's so interesting. I don't know if they're questions I've been asked before, maybe one of them. So, I will first state the question and then I'll answer it just in case, you know, you use this for something. You asked me three questions. The first question is what is the favorite place that I've visited in the world? Um, I don't know if you know that I've traveled a lot in my lifetime so far and hopefully one of these days we'll be able to get back into the world traveling freely, but it was a toss-up for me. Um, My two favorite places actually Oh, it was really hard. Okay, I'll say my second favorite first. Uh, my second favorite was the United Emirates, um, Dubai, which is in the Middle East. It, it's just such a beautiful country. And um, uh, I went there for a show before it became very developed. So it was actually a little bit more barren than it is today, but it was really beautiful. Um, and my first favorite place that I've traveled so far is Thailand Um, and more specifically Chiang Mai. Um, Just so beautiful and I love the food, I love the people, I love the night markets, I just, I loved the culture. I just had such a beautiful time and I dream about going back there. So, so far, that's my number one favorite. Okay, number two, what's my favorite catchphrase? Now, my friends are always making fun of me. They think that I need to come up with my own language, which I do have catchphrases of my own. Um, But I would say when I was thinking about the question, my favorite catchphrase because when my husband tries to think that he's a comedian, which he is pretty funny, but, uh, and you can even tell, my favorite catchphrase is, oh, brother. Yeah, it just comes out, you know, like if he's making a joke and I don't feel like laughing, oh, brother. So, that is number two. (laughs) And number three, I am a huge, huge fan of dressing up. Now, I haven't done much cosplay, which, I think in order to do cosplay, if I were to do it, I would really, really love to get someone who really does cosplay well. Like I've seen fans do it and they're amazing. Um, So I don't want to insult anybody by doing not so great costumes. So my favorite costume, which I am a big, again, a big dress up fan for Halloween, toss up. My second favorite first is uh, I got airbrushed as a cheetah and it was amazing uh it took my friend who's a makeup artist I think it took her three hours to do and it was her first time doing it but she did I was gonna say a spot-on job but she did a fabulous job my I think my number one favorite so far that I've done and I've done a lot of, of costumes for Halloween uh I played Barbara Eden from I Dream of Jeannie and I loved 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 that costume my friend made it um, who was also a big dress up fan, and so if you look at my social media, you'll see these costumes on there that uh, I've posted here and there. But yeah, I would say my number one was was I Dream of Jeannie. I just I still have that costume. I love it. It's so cute, and he made it for me, so it just makes it even more special. So Bob, I hope that answers all those questions for you. Um, Those are my honest answers, and I hope you enjoy them, and thank you again so much for reaching out to me. I hope you have a great day. Bye.
0: Thank you, Jenny. What an absolute pleasure. But Moving right along, the next three questions we got to get an answer for. You might recognize her as a Vine star from such vines as Ha Ha Ha, I Do That, and What About NASCAR? She is also a singer and a songwriter, I introduce you to Nat Puff, A.K.A. Left at London.
9: Hi there, Bob. Uh, so here are my answers to your questions. Number one, you asked, "Have you ever had anything named after you?" I have. I had, um, I had performed at this um, lesbian bar called the Wild Rose in Seattle for a Capitol Hill block party. <laughs> And I stayed for a while, and eventually I was like, hey, can I have a drink? And I was like, they were like, uh, what do you want? And I was like, surprise me, make up something new. And then um, and then they did. Uh, I don't remember what it had in it, but we called it the left at London is gay. Um, number two, a hobby you've dedicated the most time to? Definitely music. Definitely music. I mean, it's my job. It's a jobby, you know? That's a combination job, hobby. Three... Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? This is funny, considering, um, like, people think that I hate the fuck out of her. I don't. Taylor Swift. I've had a celebrity crush on Taylor Swift, for sure. Um, but right now I'm, the, the, uh, blonde that I'm attracted to is Phoebe Bridgers. I. when, when she said whatever she wants in Graceland 2, I literally cried because I was like, that's me with you, Phoebe.
0: <laughs> God, I'm a simp. Somebody stop me. I'm not going to stop you. Next up, you probably have heard this person's voice before from Hot 97, from the podcast Cheap Heat, from the podcast Juan Epstein... From the Michael K. Show. Here's Peter Rosenberg.
10: Hey, Bob. What's up, man? Thanks for reaching out. You seem like a great guy. Um, okay. Strangest job I've ever had. The obvious strange job for me would be, you know, the one that I've talked about probably the most um, was DJing at McDonald's late night um, at 18th and Columbia in, in D.C there was like article like there was a Washington City paper article about it like it was a a thing but it was a weird that was a weird gig um to be honest though I don't know working at Foot Locker to me was in some ways more definitive than do you realize that at Foot Locker when you work at Foot Locker the hustle's not the sneakers it's selling the socks and I, and I had to, like, push socks on people, and I hated doing that, because I'm like, I know you don't want the socks. Do you want these foot lockers on? Anyways, um, book I'd recommend the world to read. I'll say anything by one of my heroes in life, known pacifist, great Washington Post, and, and other writer, um, Coleman McCarthy. He had more influence on me than anyone else um, outside of my parents, so... Anything by Coleman McCarthy, I recommend. A movie that always makes me laugh. Tommy Boy. Or Black Sheep. Honestly, um, Wayne's World, the original. Joe Dirt. It seems like I only like SNL movies, but um, I'm a big Farley guy, so I'll go Tommy Boy. Very, very safe. Um, That's always good. And of course, the classic, maybe my favorite movie ever, Dumb and Dumber. Um, Shouts to Lloyd Christmas. Anyways, thanks, Bob. Take care, man. Thank you,
0: Peter. Stay mage. Next up, member of the legendary Parliament Funkadelic Band. Part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and a funk legend in every sense of the word, along with his
11: assistant. Bootsy Collins. Ah, the name is Bootsy, baby.
4: Hey, Bootsy, it's Peppermint Patty. Hey, Peppermint. Hey, and Bob Buell from Podcast 99 has three significant questions
12: for you. Well, what
11: are they, baby?
4: Well, the first one is, what's the worst movie you've ever seen?
11: Uh, Well, the worst movie I've ever seen goes back a ways. I'd say uh, around in the 60s, and it was called The Blood Beast. And if you haven't seen it, don't ever check it out because <laughs> it's, a, it's a blooper, but it was cool.
13: Okay. Well, who was your favorite
4: actor or actress? Who is your favorite actor or actress?
11: Well, I would probably have to say I got three of
4: them. Okay.
11: Uh, Mel Brooks, Richard Pryor, and Gene Wilder. Yeah, they uh, they always take me away to another fantasy.
14: Cool. Well, how cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors are running through the kitchen?
11: Well, that was a heck of a scene. And, you know, it reminded me of back in Detroit when Parliament Funkadelic was recording in the studio. And we all running towards the studio to get in it. And those raptors remind me of Funkadelic. Those were the days on the one.
0: On the one, baby. On the one, Bootsy Collins might be my favorite person ever. (laughs) Oh, I love him so much. (sighs) Collecting myself, moving on to the next three questions. You probably recognize these folks. The stars of Viva La Bam. The stars of the CKY videos, and Bam Margera's parents. Here's April and Phil Margera.
13: Hi, Bob. It's April and. Hello, Bob. It's it's Phil Phil Margera. Margera. Yep. (laughs) So anyway, we um, we got your questions and
15: questions.
16: Yeah,
13: and it's cool that you have a a cool podcast. That's great.
15: This sounds fun. It does.
13: Okay, so your first question is: first TV show as a kid you got into. Um, for me, it was the Patty Duke show. I loved that. And that was in the 60s, and it was a great, great show.
15: Yeah, the first one I could think of is Andy Griffith show or the Flintstones or something like that, if I remember correctly. Okay. okay.
13: So who should play you, uh, bo- well, both of us, oh. in-, in a movie of our lives? Who would play you?
15: Well, for me, if Elvis was still alive, it be Elvis. I knew to you'd Elvis. say that. It would have to be Elvis. And uh, maybe Lee Majors, one of those two, would be good. <laughs> <laughs> people say john goodman i guess john goodman john goodman yeah
13: even though he's really skinny now
15: right he lost 100 pounds or whatever but anybody you can pick a guy anybody
13: well i guess i mean my whole life i've always gotten hayley mills always people used to call me hayley mills because they thought i look like hayley mills and but i know that as i got older i don't look exactly like her so i'll just say hayley mills how, how about, about
15: that didn't anybody think judith light when that show was on
13: yeah, a lot of people, people, especially of people. through the 80s and you got, 90s. You got
15: somebody in the airport thinking uh,
13: you
15: were. Yeah, I know. But well, i go, no, go to was another... that Oh, i go to another person. Preston Lacey from Jackie. As he there you go. Me. Yeah, he's younger than me and he looks like me.
13: Okay, so <laughs> who's the biggest celebrities we've ever met in person? Oh. Well, because we've been very lucky to be in a lot of, like, red carpet type situations... We voices. have met a lot of people that, uh... I can't believe we've met and and talked to for in 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 great length.
15: Yeah, hours at a time. For me,
13: I spent an afternoon with Betty White on the Jay Leno show, and she's amazing.
15: It was awesome.
13: Um, I think Adam Sandler. He he actually came up to us at an award show
15: and talked told us, to us he was
13: a big fan. What?
15: Um, did Axel he bring Rose. Chris Rock to say hello with his, with him? Yeah, it was a good I mean, was award show.
13: Uh, Lee Majors. Who else?
15: Yeah, Lee Majors, we saw. I mean,
13: Aggie um, Pop came to Bam's wedding.
15: What at an Elvis concert, we were right under stage. He looked down and said hi to us, like a little wave to us. That was awesome.
13: Yeah, we've we been really, really lucky right to meet front. a lot of really cool people.
15: Juliet Lewis, we hung around with She's backstage great. at her show with the Licks. And so, the, um, we can too name many. a lot of people. I know, but
13: we're big fans of all those people, and, and it's been great. But we, good luck with your podcast. We
15: met The Rock on the Red Carpet. Remember? Oh, yeah. He's a You me. said I something punched.
13: stupid about Elvis, and he looked at like. Not to
15: say about Elvis, I said that Giant Knoxville's. Two people behind us and he's gonna he kick said something his ass. Dumb. Because Johnny Knoxville was in the movie with him. Whatever. So I said he's gonna kick your ass. He punched me in the shoulder and said, get out of here and left. So I guess I pissed him off. Yeah, because he you know. said
13: something stupid.
15: Because he didn't think Johnny Knoxville could beat him up.
13: Whatever. <laughs> Alright, good luck with your podcast.
15: Good podcast.
0: Thank you. Ben Martera's parents, everyone. April and Phil Martera. I love those stories. Next up. Well, I gotta ask someone who the best Saturday Night Live cast member is, right? So, I guess let's go with this current writer for Saturday Night Live. It's Alan Linick.
17: Bob Buell, do you really think you're gonna ask a bunch of people on Cameo what their favorite TV show or podcast is? And they're not just gonna say, Oh, you know, I have a TV show or podcast buddy you done brought this on yourself so i'm just not even going to like pretend or do the uh, actually i can i say my own no i'm going to tell you about mine it's called mystery county monster hunters club it's uh it's a podcast you can find it on basically any platform very good stuff And, uh, it's funny. It's a live play podcast of a game system called, um, Monster of the Week. And it's just a bunch of comedians hanging out and getting into some freaking hooliganery in 2005 as a bunch of teenagers. Check it out. The audio of the first episode is bad, and we know it, and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but it does sharpen up, and, uh... It's compelling and it's funny. All the reviews are positive. Number two, favorite comedian? Uh, Oh, boy. That is tough. Tech, check out Tian Tran, who is a friend of mine and is very funny. About um, your wife? She's a stand-up who also...
2: Your wife is funny.
17: My wife is also funny funny best SNL cast member is the third question I'm just going to jump to that uh, and I think the honest answer is probably I mean the, everyone who's on that show deserves to be there it is so funny and lovely to work with um, but I, I feel like anyone who doesn't say Keenan Thompson is lying yes he's been there the longest of anybody of all time and he's also been the heart of the show for like that entire time, you know, like he he is he he ushered through like two whole generations of people onto that show. And he's killed it. He's been so consistent and good and like positive for the show. Like it's just it, it seems like a no brainer to me. Um, he, he is in a lot of ways the uh, steward of Saturday Night Live.
0: Okay, bye. Bye, Alan. Thank you so much. And Alan's wife in the background. So, here to answer the next four questions, 46, 47, 48, and 49, only because there is a character limit when I ask these questions. And question 50 takes up basically the entire character limit. So, I needed to do a little bit of condensing one person Before Question 50 gets to answer an extra one. And one person after Question 50 gets to answer an extra one. So answering these four from Survivor, the CBS reality game show. The infamous villain who said to the world that their grandmother was dead so he could win a challenge. It's Johnny Fairplay.
18: It's Johnny Fairplay, Real TV icon and Survivor Hall of Famer. Now I was talking to Bob Buell, and Bob Buell wants to know, Johnny Fairplay, you're here asking celebrities random questions for your podcast. 99 questions. Well, I got 99 questions, and I'm not going to finish that. I'm going to answer your questions instead. Question number one, what is the nerdiest thing Johnny Fairplay has ever done? Ooh, I dabbled in magic when I was younger. That gets the girls, doesn't it? Yikes. Whew. number two least favorite state oh man there's so many I hate uh let's see um I don't like wow this is a tough one so many to choose from um Alabama kind of sucks let's go with Alabama all right number three best thing i've ever won oh man see you're just needling me because i didn't win survivor uh actually the coolest thing i ever won and easily the best i won celebrity bull riding i rode 11 bulls i got eight for eight seconds and then in the finals in nashville i'm the only celebrity to get eight seconds pretty cool deal celebrity bull riding ty murray greatest bull rider of all time godfather my daughter piper Number four, is there anything I collected? Oh, my God, I collected everything. I used to collect masks, toys, uh, Masters of the Universe, Star Wars, Garbage Pail Kids, baseball cards, you name it. Uh, So, uh, stamps. I collected stamps. That might go back to number one, nerdiest thing. All right, there you go. Uh, Bob, 99 questions. Am I lying?
0: The world may never know. Thank you, Johnny. Taking us into our Break Question 50. Question known as the Ryan Davis. It's one more fighting question, I promise you. This is the last of the pro wrestlers, but I had to do it one more time. He is a WWE alumni. He is an ECW hardcore icon, wrestling legend, the Sandman.
16: Damn, Bob, my boy, this is the hardcore icon himself, the Sandman, and you're asking me a hard question. If I had to fight myself and I had to take the bat or I had to take the knife, but dude, who's myself? Am I the knife guy or the bat guy? The question's kind of a little bit confusing to me. So if I take the bat, am I the guy, am I the real Sandman with the bat or am I the clone with the bat? Or am I the clone with the knife and I'm the Sandman with the bat? I don't know. Either way, I'm taking the bat, dude. Any second of any day, I'm taking the bat. Well, unless the knife's like a sword or something like that, like a samurai sword. But, yeah, I think I'd have to take the bat. Peace.
0: We are at the halfway mark, everybody. I hope you're liking this episode. This was so much fun to put together. If you like weird episodes, maybe you might want to check out the old Chat Roulette episode back uh, in episode 14. That was a super fun one, but until you do that, how about I shout out the people who do the music here? Like the song you're hearing right now from the Mini Vandals, or the song you're going to hear next from DJ Williams, or the opener from Diala, or maybe even the closing from Single Friend. All those wonderful folks. That I didn't have to pay. Unlike these cameos. Hey, if you like what you hear, maybe give us a five star review. I sure would appreciate it. But, uh, hey, we got more celebrities to listen to. Let's go. back on the other side of 50 we're working our way down the list instead of up but believe me we have plenty more big names to come including this person who's again answering four questions 51 through 54 he is a sportscaster for the nfl network and a commentator For the wonderful TV show BattleBots, here's Chris Rose.
19: So, what's on my phone wallpaper? You're probably not going to be shocked, but it's my family, my wife and my two boys. But it's from several years ago. And now both my boys are taller than me. I think I need to update it. The last thing I googled, I think I'm doing Reddit for BattleBots coming up. So I needed to Google how to get on there and put a login in and all that. I think that was it. Safe stuff. The name of my next pet. Well, I I think we're sticking with one dog for the time, and I've got Sydney. But uh, if that day comes, where we're going to have another dog. And if it's a boy, uh, maybe Fred. I just love that. Hey, Fred, come here. Come here, Freddie. Yeah, maybe. Although when I said Fred, and then I went, Sydney just picked her head up. Sorry about that, kiddo. What pro wrestler would I compare myself to? Um, I'm probably more like the uh, special counsel Paul Heyman because I don't think I could do any of the wrestling moves. But if I could... And then double it with a persona. I'd probably go with The Miz, since we're from the same hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. I think that would be awesome. Don't you think that's correct?
0: Thank you, Chris. Moving on. Next three questions, 55 through 57 You know him, you love him, from the TV show 30 Rock, playing the character of Grizz,
20: it's Grizz Chapman. Hmm, what's my comfort food on a bad day? I would probably have to go with lasagna. I'm a very big fan of lasagna. And on a bad day, a nice piece of lasagna will go down right nice. My favorite smell. Hmm. My favorite smell. My favorite smell would probably have to be cinnamon. I like the way cinnamon smells. And best candy uh I like those um the sour straws. The sour straws, those are my favorite. Actual actual favorite. The Sour Straws. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) All right, now. Smooth move. (laughs) All right, Bobby Fuel. Buell. My fault. Bobby Buell.
0: The paperwork is in. I am legally changing my name to Bobby Fuel. Because that's just the greatest thing anyone has ever called me. Thank you, Grizz. Unbelievably generous with your time. Next up, we got food questions. Let's go to the source. Celebrity Chef Hamit Jolly. Hey
21: Bob, how are you? This is Chef Anita Pastry Chef and kind the of chocolate here from India. Well, uh, what's the worst candy that for me? Uh, I would say uh, that anything that contains peppermint in it is something that I really don't prefer to eat. And I've seen that uh, these days most of the candies do have peppermint in it but that is not something that I prefer to eat a lot. Uh, The restaurant that I would recommend everyone to visit is Noma because it is one of the best restaurants. In fact it has won uh, the best restaurant award in 2010, 2011, 2012 and 2014 as well. So I think that is totally a must visit restaurant for everyone. And the food that I've never eaten would be, I would say, I really regret about not having that. Uh, It is camel meat, I would say. That is something I could have eaten, but due to some reasons, I wasn't able to have it.
0: So that's all. Good luck. Thank you, Chef. Now, for something a little different. From the ABC show Mixed Dish, Actual nine-year-old actress, Michael Michelle Harris.
22: Hi, Mr. Bob. It's me, Michael Michelle from ABC's Mixish, And I just want to say thank you so much for sending me these three questions. So, number one. The strangest food you've ever e- eaten. Oysters. <gasps> they're, they're cold, they're juicy, and they're stinky. Ugh. Okay. Second question, a, tip, a typical day off. Well, a typical day off for me is probably, well, I sleep, and then, well, I sleep. You know, i sleep a little bit more. Um, and then I sleep. On a typical day off, I get my sleep in. <laughs> and thirdly, my biggest accomplishment. Now, I think that my biggest accomplishment is that I have been skipped a grade from third to fourth. So next school year... I'll be in fifth. Ooh-weep, ooh-weep.
3: Ooh-weep, ooh-weep.
0: Thank you, Mr. Bob. Bye. What an amazingly good sport. Thank you so much for doing it. Uh also, for uh, fans of the uh show might be fact-checking, uh I did submit the question as bucket list item you accomplished. It didn't cross my mind that a 9-year-old wouldn't know what a bucket list is because why would they? Uh so it just became best accomplishment, which is fine. Next up for something totally different again. Uh to answer 64, 65, and 66, enemy of the heavy metal band Guar. Here is Sawborg Destructo.
16: Hello Bob Buell, it's me, Sawborg Destructo, enemy of GWAR! And I guess you're asking random questions to podcast 99 questions. I I guess that's what it is. So anyways, listen. So the uh, bucket list item that I probably won't accomplish. Well, most likely I won't be able to destroy the human race. Because you people are like cockroaches. You continually breed over and over and over again. And I can't seem to kill you fast enough. I mean, even this virus isn't doing a good enough job. Come on! Anyways, name of a friend that I don't keep in contact with but regret. Well, uh, Techno Destructo, he was my creator, and I, you know, don't get to see him that much or talk to him. Maybe it's creator issues. I don't know. But anyways, that's the one I wish I had more contact with. And then, what game that makes me feel the most nostalgic? Let me see. Hmm, that's a good question. I would have to say, back in the old databases, that it's that Atari game, Yars Revenge, that I could play for hours and hours and hours. I don't know, it was like crack. I would just keep playing it over and over again. I don't know, I, I would say Yars Revenge, yes. Well, that hopefully wraps up this nostalgic walk through memory lane or whatever the hell this was. So have a good one, Bob. Bob!
0: <laughs> Sawborg is going to have to fight with best laugh of the episode, with Gilbert, because I don't know who's going to take that one. But moving right along, the next three questions, the next three answers, formerly a BuzzFeed writer and, I guess, personality in their videos, and currently on the show Just Between Us. It's Allison Oreskin.
14: Hi, Bob. This is such a fun game. I love these questions. Okay, so what game have I spent the most time playing? It's a card game called Oh Hell that my father discovered while on a business trip when I was maybe 10 to 13 years old. Um, it is somewhat like Bridge. It is somewhat like Hearts, I've been told. Uh, you don't have a partner though. There's there's tricks. It's very intricate. There's a lot of strategy. I'm obsessed with it. If you've never heard of Oh Hell, because I don't know, you're like 99% of the population on earth, check it out. What is something I built in my old hands this is a very small <laughs> list, um, but I guess I helped my ex fiance build um, like a planter to do gardening with on our on our balcony. Um, but then he left me and took the planter. And then I'd say that my my favorite pickup line. It's not really a line, but it's a move. And that move is um, sending a funny TikTok. I think that if you can really send someone a TikTok that speaks to them deeply, that's going to get their attention. Okay, have fun with this. Bye!
0: I need to sign up for TikTok. Thank you, Allison. Moving right along to answer 70, 71, and 72. I promised it in the trailer episode of this series oh so long ago, and we're finally fulfilling it. Adult Film Star alex cole
23: hi bob thanks for being a big fan um and for calling me a celebrity that's kind of kind of awesome not gonna lie um the questions are have you ever had any good nicknames um i think one of my favorites was twiggy because i was really skinny when i was in school um i also got called mouse and small fry i think twiggy was my favorite um do you believe in love at first sight No, no, I don't. I believe in um, attraction at first sight, for sure, but love is something that has to be developed. Uh, What's a big turnoff of mine? Arrogance. I really hate arrogance, and especially uh, doing porn, I feel like a lot of people think that they need to come off extremely cocky and arrogant when they talk to me to try to get a chance, and they just don't realize that that's the worst possible strategy they could use. (laughs) so i hope that was good and uh thank you so much i can't wait to listen to your podcast bye-bye
0: you hear that folks alex cole is gonna listen to my podcast yeah yeah amazing next up we are in a real just murderer's row of big old celebrities here Next up, the center for the Portland Trailblazers, NBA superstar Ennis Cantor.
24: What's up, Bob? I hope you're doing well. Uh, amazing questions, man. First question: Do I consider myself an art- artist? I think playing playing basketball is an art. You know, I think you know the all the pay attention to the details and then the just the game of itself is an art. So yes, I do consider uh, myself an artist. And what's something that I have tried to cook and failed? Uh, I'm trying to think. I probably say I tried to cook steak long time ago and I failed because I had never, I had, I had never, never done it before, but uh, it's tough to cook a steak, man. But uh, I haven't tried it for a long time. Uh, what's the greatest piece of art i ever made? That's a tough question. You know what I will say? uh the universe yep i I hope that that helps you i hope
0: everyone listening to this show knew going in that ennis canter from the portland trailblazers was gonna blow their freaking minds the universe greatest piece of art what inspired answer absolutely love it thank you so much But if you think that's a big star, let's hold on to your hats here, folks. The next question is about whether they've encountered anything paranormal. I got to ask a question about the paranormal. I get an expert on the subject. I'm not even going to introduce this person. They're above it. Ladies and gentlemen, to answer the next three questions.
20: Hello, Bob View. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle, The Crow. Just to name a few film and TV shows, and I want to say first off, congratulations on your podcast, 99 Questions, and I understand you have some questions for me. So, have I ever had something happen to me that I consider paranormal? Yes, I have. Um, Actually, many things over the years, even as a little kid. A lot of things I can't uh, explain. Do I believe in paranormal experience? Uh, Yes. Do I believe that things happening around us that our five senses cannot pick up on? Yes, I definitely do. Um, The other question, would I ever use a Ouija board? Uh, No. (laughs) I have used a Ouija board and it freaked me out. So I don't like being freaked out. So I won't use another one again. I have no plans to. Um, hope that answered your question.
0: Ernie freaking Hudson was just on the podcast. I hope everyone can understand how cool of a moment this is for me, but wait, wait a minute. He was supposed to answer three questions. I sent him three. Maybe he didn't understand. The last question is just why? But he didn't answer it. Oh no, wait. We're We're gonna be one short. Oh my god, I gotta I gotta call and backup. Who can I get to answer why? Jadakiss isn't available, so I don't know who can answer this and really save the day for me.
7: Bob you This is Solid Snake. So, I understand you're asking random celebrities questions from your podcast, 99 Questions. And your question for me was, why? Well, why, uh? That's a complex question. It's so simple, and yet so complicated. Why did the boss do what she did? Why did she pretend... To betray her country, only to save the world. Why did Johnny Sasaki, the diarrhea kid, end up marrying Meryl instead of me? Not that I wanted to marry Johnny Sasaki, but you understand what I'm saying. Why did young Ocelot meow like that? Is he an actual Ocelot? Questions abound. But in the end... I think the simplest answer to the question, why, is this. Why the hell not? Damn.
0: (laughs) Phew. That was close. But we got there. We answered all the questions. Good thing I had Solid Snake on speed dial. Uh, I helped him move once. It was a whole thing, but I kept him on my phone book. I knew it would turn out and this is exactly why. But moving right along, questions 79, 80, and 81. Internet?
21: Celebrity? YouTube? Sensation? David After Dentist. Hi, Bob. This is uh, David from Date After Dentist. Obviously, you know that. Um, I'd love to answer your questions and be on your podcast, so I'll just get right into it for you. So... When would you time travel to? Um, I'd probably time travel back to early American civilization to show where we would be as a society and see if that's the goal. You see what I mean? To maybe show if where we're at now would have an impact on how we structured things back then. Um... Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Um, I, I would say yes. Um, going to college was a pretty dramatic lifestyle change for me. Um, starting to live on my own and make my own decisions and habits outside of my parents. Um, even my dad and brother did this thing for a month where they took only cold showers um, just to They did it for a month just for fun to see what such a dramatic change would do to their lives. So yeah, I've had a little bit of experience doing that. And, um, what game show would you want to be on? I would like to say American Ninja Warrior. I don't know if you classify that as a game show, um, only because I feel like that's something I could do. Um, I would have to train of course, but I would love to challenge myself in that sense. Or I would do that new, I forget what it's called, but it's a new game show on Netflix. Um where the lava, it's, a uh, the floor is lava. I think that's what it's called. Um, because when you watch it, I feel like they make it a lot harder than it probably is in real life. And I feel like I could do well on it, but yeah, that's just me. So anyway, I hope I answered your questions right. Um, um, yeah. Uh, thanks for reaching out. Bye. Is this real life?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you, David. Next up, remember that guy with the red sweater from the debates from like four or five years ago? Yeah, here's Ken Bone.
25: Hey Bob, this is Ken Bone. And uh, as to your questions, what's a quote that I love? Uh, Abraham Lincoln said that if you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. Uh, knowledge and preparation are everything uh, knowing what you're walking into and making sure you have uh, the tools and the resources that you need to tackle any situation Uh, but then i also remember that in the end even a dull axe is still an axe so you have to be willing to adapt Uh, the best shirt that i own like the objectively the best shirt that i own uh, it is like a really nice white button-up that I wear with all my suits. It's like tuxedo quality. But the coolest shirt I own, uh, I did like, uh, there's a a carnival, like a parish picnic for the Catholic Church in my hometown in Granite City. And they uh, asked me to come and be the caller for one of their big carnival games. Uh, so I went and did it, and they printed me a t-shirt that is, it's a red t-shirt that has screen printed on it. The uh, the red sweater and white tie get-up I was wearing at the debate, and they gave it to me as like a surprise for calling the game for them. It was really cool, uh, and I just absolutely love it. And would I change my middle name? Uh, I would not. Uh, my middle name is Dean, like James Dean. I was named after both of my grandfathers. Uh, my, on my dad's side, I have the original Ken Bone. Uh, so I was named Kenneth after him. I loved him very much. Guy was basically my dad growing up. uh, I lived with him. Uh, and on my mom's side, I had my other grandfather, Maurice, but my parents decided that Maurice was kind of a, a dumb name. So they gave me his middle name instead. So I was named after both of them. So I'm named after, uh, Kenneth Sherman and Maurice Dean, uh, the first and middle names of my, uh my grandparents so yeah kenneth dean for my my grandfather's first name and my other grandfather's middle name uh, i like it quite a bit and i definitely wouldn't change it
0: how did ken bone not say the red sweater is the best shirt that he owns i gave him a softball he tossed it up i didn't even <sighs> you gotta you gotta learn about alley-oops man it's you know I'll give you Annis Cantor's number. He'll, he'll help you out there. Moving right along. Next up, semi-finalist from Ireland's Got Talent and from the UK version of RuPaul's Drag Race, this is Robin Diamonds.
26: Hello, Bob Yule. How are you doing? It's Robin Diamonds here. First of all, I just want to say thank you so, so much for booking this week cameo. And I'm so, so excited to answer these three questions for your 99 questions section on your podcast. By the way, please link me to your podcast, send me a DM or anything. I would love, love, love to check it out. I actually listen to a lot of podcasts, so make sure to send me the link, doll. Um, the first question is what's a good impression you can do? I can do a lot of impressions. Uh, I can do celebrities, I can do cartoons, I can do everything. Movie references up from the top of my head today. Um, I do a good Marge Simpson. Homer! Homer! Get in here, Homer! And I can actually do Homer too. Um, Marge. Oh, this no, this crap, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but like celebrities, I can do Nadine Coyle. She's from Derry. Um, let me see.
4: Hello, it's me,
26: Nadine. I can do a good Cheryl Cole, from Gares, both from Gares Aloud. I'm totally, utterly excited to be here. What's another one I can do? I can do a good Boris Johnson. Don't go outside. Stay indoors. Please for us and for yourselves. <laughs> so yeah, that's my impersonation. So I can do a lot of stuff, but um, that's the ones that came to my head today. Uh, is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? I actually have no tattoos at all or any piercings. I actually, fun fact, I actually glue my earrings and every, everything else on. Um, and my wig, and uh, you know, the list goes on. But um, yeah, tattoos—I have none. I was going to get uh, Britney Spears' signature on my wrist here um, when I was like 16, uh, and I wanted to get it again when I was 19 and 20, and it just never happened. I'm kind of happy that I have—I didn't go through with it because it's only forever. And although I'll love Britney forever, I just—I don't know that. I could styles change, and I change, and people change, and. Um, I don't know, but hats off to anybody who gets a tattoo. You should never regret a tattoo. Because at the time, it's exactly what you wanted. Um, Three, how would you describe your 16-year-old self? That's a tough one. That's very, very good. My 16-year-old self, a very, very shy wee boy who didn't know who he was or where he was going, but kind of had the kind of idea of what he wanted to do in regards to a career in the arts and professionals and just didn't know how to go about it. So, um... I would describe him as somebody who was very headstrong, very, very fearless, knew what he wanted, just didn't know how to get it, but, um, was willing to do absolutely anything to make his dream and goals a reality, and, um, I'm very, very proud of the 16-year-old person I was, and hopefully I am doing him proud right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the 16-year-old in me was, um, he was pretty cool, but he just didn't know, he just was 16, do you know what I mean? He didn't know... Howdy, uh work the world quite yet. <laughs> um, so hopefully these were fine and hopefully you enjoyed this. Thank you so, so much. I hope this made you smile and I can't wait for this to be featured on your podcast. Bob, you stay amazing. Thank you so, so much again and all my love and have an amazing, fabulous 2021. Bye, darling. Bye-bye.
0: What an absolute doll. Thank you, Robin. You're too, too kind and I will link you the podcast. Next up, I think we all knew this was coming. Right? Say it with me. It's the gingerbread man from Shrek.
22: Hello, Bob Buell. All right, I'm in your podcast. Hello, podcast. What's the worst injury you've had? Well, you see here, Lord Farquaad cut off my feet, but I had a I had a leg transplant, plan. And um, yeah, that's a question. Do we? What's habitat of yours? You? What's a habitat of yours you want to break? Oh, a habit, a habit, not a, not a habitat. Um, I want to break biting my nails. See, I bite them too much. Have you relied on on your resume? Ha <laughs> ha! I don't even go to school. I'm a cookie.
0: I don't even go to school. I'm a cookie. We've all been there. Thank you, Gingy. We are on the home stretch time here. We are up to question 91. And I had to bring out the heavy hitters here. As much as I would love to have other cookies from other movies, I had to bring the big guns here. Next up, the current host of ChangeUp on DAZN, but I think you're probably a little more familiar with him, as the Quiz Daddy himself, the host of HQ
12: Trivia, Scott Rogowski. Well, hello, Bob Buell. It's me, Scott, Quiz Khalifa, Host Malone, The Trap Trebek, the OG Quiz Daddy from the HQ Trivia Days, Bob I know you're a big fan. I love to hear it. I love to see it. And it looks like you got quite the interesting project here. Asking celebrities three random questions for your podcast, 99 Questions. You got 99 questions, but uh, an answer ain't one. No, I'm going to give you a one. I'm going to give you three answers to your three questions. So here you go, Bob. I love this idea, That by the way. This is fantastic. I want to listen to this, this podcast. 99 Questions with Bob Buell. Question one, numero uno for the quiz daddy, Scott Rogowski, is have you ever punched someone in the face? And I had to think about it for a little bit, but I think I have to say, yes, I did. I'm going to argue that it was somewhat unintentional, but it might have been intentional. It was in seventh grade. I was in Paris on a school trip. I know what kind of ridiculous school did I go to, it was a ridiculous school. You had to pay to go to the trip. It wasn't like a free thing. So it was a bonus trip. You pay to go to Paris as part of some French class thing for a week. And I was with my friend Nico, who was my friend, mind you, but he was really pissing me off this trip. He was always needling me, instigating. You know, this is the kind of friends I had, a real schmuck. And and he loved to just to be, just to get under my skin. And there was definitely a girl involved. I think Joanne, I think her name was Joanne Caceres. Probably shouldn't be using real names but what are you gonna do? I think she's married now changed her name so I had a crush on her and Nico was dating her anyway Nico was being rude and something and he looked and and, and he was uh, I remember he was behind me and he was going off he was going off and I kind of like turned around and swung my arm not expecting him to be there necessarily but I did catch his lip and <laughs> I want to say I want to say his he- his head turned into my fist. I'm gonna put it that way. So his head punched my fist but um, but I did I think I think he did bleed a little bit and uh, or maybe I was the one who got hit in the face see I can't remember if it was I was the one who did the punching or if he did it it might have been him punching me now that I think about it I, 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 I have to, I have to call him up he's an eye doctor in Miami, so uh, his eye was fine clearly and he's doing just just well for himself but anyway, that's as close as I've come. I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover and that was boy 20 something years ago way longer than that what year is it oh my god 25 years ago i'm old next question would you ever go to a nude beach um i i mean i think i might have been to one not not like a full nude beach but you know people i've seen nude people on the beach if you want to know the answer I don't know if it was a strictly a nude beach. I myself was not nude. If the question is, would I ever go to nude beach as a nude person, um, at this point in my life, sure. Why the hell not? Everyone else nude, I don't care. You know, ask me when I was in middle school, hell no. <laughs> but I have a little more confidence now, a little more body positivity. You get the sunlight on your pudendum and it's gotta be good for you, I think, right? A little vitamin D on the D, why not? Uh, when was the last time you cried? Well, that's an easy one. Uh, well, what day is it? I mean, every day. Pretty much crying every day. No, I, but a few days ago I cried. Well, I, I think I was almost crying last night on the phone with my cousin. We had an emotional conversation. And my parents got emotional. And I actually heard about my friend's mom who died. And I might have cried a little bit there. And then my grandmother died about a month ago. And uh, I got a lovely letter from her daughter. It's my step-grandmother. And her her daughter, my aunt, Elise, she wrote me a really lovely note that I received and I teared up reading that note thinking about my grandma, Beverly, who was ninety, almost 97 when she passed. So there you go. A lot of tears, but but I'm an emotional guy. I like to cry. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Don't what, sue me. You're going to sue me for crying? Bob, this is the longest cam I've ever left. You got your money's worth. Thanks for playing.
0: Scott Rogowski, everybody. what a What a heck of a guy. What a mensch. Thank you so much. Moving along. 94, 95, and 96. I am not afraid to say that this man is truly a legend. He's been in a lot. Comedians and cars getting coffee, Seinfeld, Scrubs, Batman Forever, Lady Killers. He's been everywhere. He's done everything. But he is a stand-up comedy legend through and through. It's George Wallace.
27: Hello there, BB, Double B, Bob. This is your new best friend, Dr. George Wallace. I'm calling to say hello and how you doing? Put a smile on your face. I hope something good is going to happen to you, whether you like it or not, okay? The worst thing that ever happened to me was the most embarrassing thing I'll never do again is get drunk. I haven't been drunk since college. I got drunk. I went to a fraternity party. And they put everything, every booze in a tub, and I think they call it jungle juice, scotch, uh, beer, everything. And I tell you what, I didn't think the ceiling could spin, but it did, and I haven't been drunk since then, and I never will. I always want to be in control of myself. When I drink, maybe two drinks, okay? That's it. Now, you have another question for me. Okay, the best compliment I ever received is doing shows. I love doing shows, and people come out. One lady said, my husband died three years ago. I haven't laughed in three years. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Wallace. That made me so happy, and I just love when people get uh, a joke, uh, get happy and relieved to some sort. I know when I see happy people, it makes me happier. You want a joke? You want a joke? Well, I'm in Atlanta. Atlanta is now called Zumanda. Uh, because of coming to America. And here's your joke from Georgia. In Atlanta, a Jew and a black man walked into a bar, and the bartender says, may I help you, senators? (laughs) Ha-ha! There you go. That's my little joke. I got more jokes, but, you know, that's my joke that I love. See ya. I love you. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And there's nothing
0: I would want to do about it. George Wallace I, I I cannot spring to words how amazing it is to hear from all of these people all these people uh some of which I've looked up to for a very very long time to have them on my show even in in this capacity is brings me so much joy uh I hope any of the listeners can feel that radiating through. And I don't think that shines more brightly than this very last guest. So, uh, at question 50, I said that was the last wrestler and I kind of lied. Uh, don't worry about that too much because, uh, this next person, um, I, I, I did this one for me. I, uh... This next person is a actual hero of mine. Uh, someone I've looked up to. Uh, someone I have dedicated my high school yearbook quote to, in fact. And uh, it is such a wonderful human being all around. Uh, extremely charitable. Extremely generous. Um, just an all-around great person that I... I needed to forever emboss my fandom of them on this show right now right here. So how I did that was twofold because 97, question 97 as we know, was a question I came up with and I threw out and I replaced with the listener question of the week, which people can send me at 99 and that's of course the number 99 questions pod at gmail dot com or 99 that's the number 99 questions pod on Twitter this week for this format the fact that I get to hear from a literal hero of mine I'm asking the questions I'm throwing the rule book out the window baby question 97 is back to be in mine for one week only I ask him the question he wraps up this show Ladies and gentlemen, former WWE champion, former New York Times number one best selling author. You may know him as Cactus Jack, Dude Love, or Mankind, but he is the Hall of Famer, Mick Foley.
28: Uh, well, hello, Bob. Bob, this is the hardcore legend, Mick Foley. And that's pretty cool that you have 99 questions. Uh, Favorite moment for each of my personas? For mankind, it has to be uh, winning the WWE title. Whoa! Uh, Against uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. When I was Dude Love, I would say it would be the video I did with the three faces of Foley uh, against a green screen. We spent 12 hours making that video and seeing it come to life in 1997. I think September of 97 at the Madison Square Garden was really a treat. And Dude was really in command of that character at that time. And for Cactus Jack, best moment? Uh, Let me see. Probably that same day, returning at the Garden in 1997. I could say Kawasaki Dream Tournament victory, but uh, eh, it's tough to say. It was the greatest moment when you're... You know, you have 42 stitches over the six different body parts. And uh, anyway, so let's go with um, uh, Madison Square Garden, WWE debut in 97. What made me want to be who I am today? I was a huge wrestling fan. I was inspired by Jimmy Snuka's leap off the top of the cage at Madison Square Garden in October 1983. And I would like to be remembered as somebody who treated people well. Uh, yeah, uh, no matter what their position on the card, I want to be known as somebody that uh, was good to people because I know I like being treated that way. And I was just trying to do unto others the way I would have them do unto me. Thank you, Bob, for uh, taking the time, spending some money on my videos to help out your podcast. May all your days be nice.
0: Well, I need to get that Mick Foley saying tattooed on me somewhere, but all those celebrities, what a show, what a show, the star power alone, but the red light is on its last call time. Celebrity infused or not, we got to figure out what we learned here today. We learn that the County Monte Cristo is pretty cool. The only thing cooler is the fact that Bootsy Collins loves Mel Brooks and referred to Parliament Funkadelic as a bunch of velociraptors. We learn that One Direction loves Freak on a Leash, and just that duality makes Ennis Cantor's point even stronger. Maybe the universe is the greatest piece of art ever made. We learned that Britney Spears is forever. We learned gingerbread men's fingernails must be delicious because they can't stop biting them. And that you really should buy the socks at Foot Locker, even though they're not all that good. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go be George Wallace's best friend, and there's no take backsies on that. And I'm going to ride that high out for the next two weeks until our next episode. So until then, thank you. Bang, bang.
20: And good night. Move, move. <laughs> I, have Bobby Fuel, Buell. My fault, Bobby Buell.